Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, good morning, everybody. We have made it. It's another week. It's the last week of the month of June, Big J, and we are going to hit triple digits today. So get ready to get ready, my friend. Hey, you know what? I'll take it, man. Yeah? All the way to the end of June for that to happen for the first time. All right. Not that it hasn't been a bit spicy the last couple of days, but, uh, you know. Nothing compared to what it was last summer. That's true. Uh, But uh, we will see how it goes. But then again, it did just turn summer uh, about a week ago. So makes sense that we're kicking up into high gear. So uh, plan accordingly for the warmer weather today as it will be sunny and past a buck in the temperature department. My name is Nick. There's Big J right there. We are here on a Monday morning. Thank you very much for joining us. Hopefully, it was a good weekend. Did you do exactly what you wanted to do this weekend, Big J, which was F all? Mm, uh, pretty much, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah, anything F on the, Anything on the to-do list that you had to do? Or did you just I mean, relax? No, I mean, other than, than chores, the normal stuff. Right. I you mean, had said that you thought the wife maybe would give you some things to do this weekend. I was no, wondering if that were the case. I'm just like, this stuff needs to get done. Look at you. What, so what did you get done? Laundry, uh, cat litter, dishes. Uh, okay. I don't know why when you say chores, we I have think four cats. I know. I understand. I, I just uh, when you say chores, for some reason, I think of like other things outside of like the standard operating procedure that you would do on the daily. But That's I a certainly, chore, man. I get it. I get it. I, I guess I don't I know. Speak plainly. Uh, I, when I say ch- when you say chores, for some reason, I feel like that's stuff that's like I don't know. Once in a blue moon kind of thing that needs to be done to catch up, but I respect it. Hopefully, it was a good one. Yeah, you got to maintain that stuff. Yes, you do. You don't want to live in filth, do you, Big J? Listen, you don't want your house smelling like a cat piss tank, okay? Uh, explain to me what a cat piss tank would a be. A cat piss tank? Yeah. It smells like cat pee when you walk into somebody's house. No, I understand what that is. I'm just wondering what an actual piss tank is. Oh, the tank that you that you put made cat pee in? In general. Well, no, you said it was a cast piss tank. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, it could be human, it could be dog. Whatever. And where would, where have tank. you encountered a, a piss tank before in your many days? Oh, you've never walked into a house that smelled like cat pee? No. That's what it you're, smells we're like. We're telling, I did not ask what it smells like. I get the idea. I'm just wondering where you've actually encountered a piss tank. Well, you know, it's another term for a septic tank. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I heard the term. You've never heard the term piss tank? I've heard the term septic tank, but no, I have I have never encountered a piss tank. Know oh, what I know real. what it looks like. Because mostly uh, urine doesn't go in tanks. Uh, and when you say tank, I'm thinking of like this <laughs> glass fish tank filled with urine. But apparently it's a different thing. Today on the show, a chance for you to go to Bad Flower and Royal Bliss this weekend. Plus Dirty Heads here tomorrow night. We got you covered there as well. Uh, We'll have all sorts of fun and excitement planned over the course of the show today, but we also play music. Morning After with Nick and Big J. News was released yesterday about a tragic event that happened at Mount Home Air Force Base on Friday that led to a death of a training corps cadet, sent two others to the hospital as well. Three people reportedly injured in a training exercise, including 19-year-old ROTC cadet Mackenzie Wilson, who uh, died from her injuries sustained in the accident. She was attending Oregon State, was from Eagle River, Alaska. Apparently, during the training event, it was an accident involving a Humvee. And basically, uh, don't know really what happened. We just know that other ROTC cadets responded, initiating life-saving measures to Wilson until first responders could arrive, but unfortunately could not revive her. And two other cadets were also injured in the exercise, taken to St. Al's here in Boise. Uh, thankfully, they have been released, but certainly our thoughts with the good people over there. Oh, there's an Amber Alert, Big J. Whether we like it or not, we get those notices. Uh, so keep that in mind, everybody, when you are, of course, dealing with uh, a lot of 
people that are in the armed forces in and around the Boise area, there's always danger involved in some of the things that they yep. do. And unfortunately, accidents can and do happen. And our thoughts, of course, with her family in Alaska and the fact that, uh, unfortunately, we lost somebody over the weekend. So keep them in your thoughts as you move forward, as things can happen all the time. It's sad. We have ourselves a new Stanley Cup champion, Big J. The Colorado Avalanche beat the Lightning last night 2-1 to in a come-from-behind victory. Their 10th of the playoffs, that's a record, to win their third Stanley Cup as a franchise and end the Tampa Bay Lightning winning streak as Stanley Cup champions. Congratulations to them. It was a pretty big deal uh, as the Avs were a team to beat. It felt like like all season long. So it's really not surprising they pulled it off, but it was a fun series to watch. There was a lot of comfort behind stuff. Again, the Avs were down one to nothing in this game and then scored two goals in the second, held on to become the victor. Uh, Kale Maker, the uh, Conn Smythe Trophy winner. He uh, had 29 points and eight goals in the postseason, which was Pretty impressive. One of the youngest defensemen to ever win the Conn Smythe Trophy, so he is good at what he does, and that is play hockey. Big J. Philadelphia Phillies, uh, Bryce Harper, the reigning NL MVP, out for at least 10 days. He has a broken left thumb. He broke the thumb when he was hit by a pitch by Blake Snell of the Padres on Saturday night. No timetable announced for his return, but he is at least on the 10-day DL while he deals with it. And it was another big weekend at the box office. Lots of movies making money over the weekend. Elvis. Money. Ended up uh, topping the box office technically. Uh, it ended up making $30.5 million. Uh, did you see it? No. You have no interest in it? Is that the no, truth? No, I, I, I'll see it, but I'm not going to see the it in the theater yet. Uh, Top Gun Maverick ended up take, taking in uh, $30 million to finish in second. Jurassic World, another $26 million. The Black Phone, which was the debut horror movie starring Ethan Hawke, made $23 million. And Lightyear made $18 million. So there were a lot of top five movies made more than $15 million. That's the first time since the pandemic began they could say that. So it was a pretty big weekend at the box office for uh, lots of people. So if yeah, you went, uh, Top Gun, Mavericks made a billion bucks. Yep. Well, uh, it is a popular film. There's no doubt about it. And if you're not making a billion bucks, you're not trying these days. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Here's traffic. All right. Let's get a first check inside the TDS Fiber Traffic Center. It is brought to you by our friends at Volkswagen of Boise. Let's see what's up with CB. Eastbound 94 is up to speed from the Karcher Midland Interchange in Napa to the Flying Y in Boise. House and Chains here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. I got to see how much of an average American you are, Big J. Over the weekend, did you fire up the grill at all? Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, I need you to answer these questions accordingly because there was a first for uh, grilling when it comes to the United States of America. But keep in mind, grilling is different from smoking, according to this survey. You got it? Oh, okay. Uh, what is your favorite thing to throw on a grill? What do you like to grill the most? If you had your choice of grilling anything, again, not smoking, oh, grilling, what would it be? Steak. Okay. Steak is number one. That came in at number three in a new poll here in the United States of America. That's according to 20,000 grill fans. Uh, about uh, 56% of us now, for the first time ever, say that chicken is their favorite thing to grill up. On the outside. It has beaten hamburgers, which came in second. Now, not too far behind chicken for the first time, but still, it's the first time chicken ever has ever beaten hamburgers or cheeseburgers. Yeah, Steak came in third. It's my question. Um, uh, by the way, we love to grill no matter what. Have you ever grilled when it was raining outside, Big J? Oh, well, yeah. Uh, would you Have you used your grill year-round? Yes. Congratulations. You are just like other Americans in that particular thing. Uh, would you consider grilling a hobby of yours, Big J? Or do you do it uh, just because that's your feel like your well, job? Would, well, again, we're differentiating here uh, grilling and smoking. So uh, I would say, yeah, grilling, no, not a hobby. Not a hobby. Okay. 63% of people that grill on a regular basis consider that to be a thing. Uh, also, Big J, do you use different cooking and grilling techniques when you grill? I'm not sure what that yeah, means. What does that mean? I'm guessing like maybe if like cooking pizza on a grill, I guess would be different than uh, you know cooking hamburgers, I suppose. But I'm not sure what other grilling, or maybe you know there's there's wood chips and then there's you know or there's charcoal or there's gas or propane. Yeah. Uh, do you use different cooking techniques or do you just pretty much stick with what you got? Stick with what you got. Sixty-two percent say they like to experiment with their grilling a little bit. But I'm guessing it's probably the same sixty-two percent that said it was a hobby. 
uh, of theirs. So you're allowed to mess around with it. But nonetheless, grilling is one of the more popular things to do in the summer. It continues to gain popularity, and, uh, and apparently we are eating healthier when it comes to it. By the way, uh, coming in fourth on favorite things to grill is seafood pizza comes in at number five. So those are our favorite things to put on a grill. Uh, I do not enjoy grilling chicken uh, on on the grill. Cooking it's gr- not easy, man. It's, That's it's, part it's, of it's it. It's a very difficult thing. That chicken breast is, is tough not to overcook. Exactly. Or, or uh, if you undercook it, it's bad news bears too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, man, this is the juiciest chicken I've ever had because it's raw. <laughs> So if you are grilling, know that there are plenty of grill masters out there with you, and however you do it is totally fine as long as you don't give yourself a foodborne illness. Well done, everybody. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, we got your bearded badass courtesy of the Beardsmith. It's next on the X-Rock. I'm going to grow a beard. Presented by the Beardsmith on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And hey, the Beardsmith, uh, great place, by the way, uh, to go get a straight razor shave and uh, feel pampered and treated uh, in a very nice way, Nick. If you ever get a chance, you should maybe maybe do that every now and then. It's it's fun to have a little uh, something to, uh, I don't know, like a spa day, but for men. And you definitely can get that at the Beardsmith. Uh, you can make your appointments and uh, check out all the gear and, of course, uh, some of the uh, beard grease and stuff that they have to go along with your facial hair at beardsmith.com. And, uh, Nick, today's, uh, let's say, let's just call him uh, mustached badass, uh, is, is probably, when you think about it, he didn't always have the mustache, but the role that he is most known for, I'm going to say, is one that uh, is the... The thing we look to for mustaches, I'm talking about the bandit, Burt Reynolds. And Burt Reynolds had a promising career for Florida State. It was cut short by a knee injury. And then he followed that up with a bad car accident where he lost his spleen, busted up another knee. So there wasn't much for him to do uh, when it came to the athletics anymore. But he, he threw himself into acting and drama in particular. Really wanted to work on Broadway, actually. But he ended up start, starting a career in TV with shows like Gunsmoke and Riverboat. Then the movie role started to come along and you got some some really some of the most early impactful stuff that he did was deliverance and white lightning those made him a box office success so much so that albert broccoli the guy behind james bond wanted wanted burt reynolds to replace sean connery but reynolds said no he said no way can american pull off james bond and he might be right so he passed on that he passed on a lot of stuff actually but it never seemed to bother Bird in the end. He joined up with stuntman uh, turned director Hal Needham for a role that would make him the huge star that he was, The Bandit. That role would make him synonymous with fast action and stunt driving movies with many hits to fall like Stroker Ace Hooper and the Cannonball Run movies. Then he started in the 90s off with uh, Return to TV, Nick, uh, starring in Evening Shade on CBS, a role which earned him a handful of Emmy nominations and a win for Best Lead in a Comedy Series. The 90s would end with an Oscar nomination for the role of Jack Horner in Boogie Nights. In the last few years of Reynolds' life, he would make cameo appearances in shows until his passing in 2018. Uh, Stephen Dalton wrote in The Hollywood Reporter that Reynolds always seemed to embody an uncomplicated undiluted, effortlessly likable strain of American masculinity that was driven much more uh, by sunny mischief than angsty machismo. And so, uh, therefore, uh, you get yourself a mustached badass in Burt Reynolds. And, uh, yeah, why not? I also feel like he maybe he doesn't, and I'm sure he doesn't want to be associated with this, but and or it's just maybe my selective memory, but I feel like his relationship with Lonnie Anderson, that marriage kicked off our tabloid culture and obsession with celebrity couples in the 80s. Like, it felt like every time I went to the store, they were on the cover of The Inquirer yeah. or some other dirt mag out there. Like, we were obsessed. America was obsessed with that relationship. I don't know if it's just because it was two famous people together or what, but that was something that it seemed like it was everywhere when I was a kid. Yeah, for sure. And uh, that drama ended up feeding into that uh, that, that marriage, and uh, it kind of fell apart, and uh, which was, was super sad. But uh, on the other hand, too, we had what was um, uh, Burt Reynolds and just I think that age of stardom and it, and it went for a long time but you know the roles kind of dried up and he didn't really he wanted to 
actually do more Broadway stuff and some of these, you know, musical kind of things that just never took off. Every time he stepped his foot into that pond, they were just huge financial disasters. And so he could never fulfill that part, which is strange. You you wouldn't think that a badass, you know, machismo guy would want to do those things, but he really did. And it just never took place for him. And then like later in his career, he got a reputation for being extremely difficult to work with and hated everything about Boogie Nights and (laughs) like refused to show up for the Oscar. I mean, he hated that movie, which I don't know why, because he's fantastic in it. And and then the one, you know, he had gotten uh, a role in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that made perfect sense for him. And then who knows what would happen after that. But he was 82 and that's when he ended up passing away and they had to replace him with Bruce Dern. So but the mustache lives on, does it not, Big J? It does. Amen. On my face. Morning after. That's his mustache? <laughs> Weird, I know. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your mustache, badass. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. There is a lot of stuff happening in the world right now, and sometimes things can get lost in the shuffle. And one of the things that may have been pushed aside in the last couple of days is how much of an issue people are having getting from point A to point B via air travel. As uh, once again, over the weekend, just yesterday alone on Sunday, there were 730 flights in the United States that were canceled. Uh, That's just in the evening of Sunday. You tack on to that another uh, 782 flights on Saturday. And again, in the United States of America, you had 1,400 canceled flights in two days. That's a lot, guys. Uh, Delta canceled at least 224 flights. United canceled 71. American Airlines canceled 66. And there are a lot of factors that are going into it. But, again, nobody wants to hear about this. But the reality of it is we are, again, in, uh, you know, jobs getting hit with COVID. The numbers begin to rise in the country. And so what's happening is once people get that, they're out for at least a week or sometimes 10 days. And if you're working in small areas like planes it can spread quickly and it has two crews and two pilots and so uh, a bunch of unscheduled absences in work groups and air traffic controllers has led to a cancellation of a bunch of flights uh, it looks like if you were using atlanta to or from that's what was affected most by the cancellations so if you use that as your point of destination or that was like your hub that you were catching one flight to another you had some sort of issue this weekend and it doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime soon, so keep that in mind. It may be difficult for you to get anywhere if you are traveling via plane or at least anywhere on time over the course of the next couple of weeks. Who knows how long that will last. Colorado Avalanche are your Stanley Cup champion, Big J. Avs in six when it was all said and done. They scored a 2-1 victory last night in Tampa Bay. Uh, that means they won four games to two. It's their first NHL championship since 2001, third in franchise history. The Avs also became the first ever NHL team to clinch every single series on the road. They did that throughout the entire playoff series and did it again last night to claim the Stanley Cup. Uh, Kale Maker was the Conn Smythe Trophy winner. Congratulations. He's had 29 points in the playoffs. That's pretty good. Big J, you were all excited about the USFL. How much of it did you actually watch this season? Zero. Uh, because the championship game is coming up this weekend. Jeez, already? It will be the Stars and the Stallions. Any guess where those two teams play? Man. Uh, no. Start with the Stars. <laughs> they both start with S, so uh, I had no idea. Uh, how about the clue. Stallions? Any guesses? Nope, not okay. a clue. It's Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Stars, and the Birmingham Stallions. That's going to take place in the championship game. It will air on Fox, whether you like it or not, on Sunday. you uh, Judging by the ratings for this entire run, none of you will probably watch it, and that's okay. The USFL has not a success but they, in its first season. Well, compared to uh, some of the other... Uh, it made know, it. I mean, it <laughs> yes. survived a season, which is in itself a success. But I, I, here's what I did not know, at least from, again, and I'm not an expert, but I did happen to like stumble upon a USFL game a couple of weeks ago. I did, It was two teams that were playing that were not from Birmingham, Alabama, but that's where the game was. It was at like the UAB Stadium. And I think they played all their games there at the UAB Stadium. And if I had to guess, I would say there were 
112 people in attendance for this entire huge car. I mean, there was nobody there. They didn't do any crowd shots. They tried to keep it as tight as possible, and the football was not very good either. So, I mean, that's just part that they're going to have to deal with it. It's it's tough to have a minor league football side of things. It's just really hard at the game. This shouldn't surprise anybody, but judging on the success of the fact that Stranger Things is doing very, very well and that it is winding down, guess what? It might be spinoff time. And the Duffer Brothers are talking about how they may have an idea for a Stranger Things spinoff. Uh, they say that there's some sort of developing parallel in Season 5 that they believe would make for a good spinoff series. It's apparently going to be different than anybody has expected, including Netflix. It's not going to be like Stranger Things. It's just a different story that kind of starts in the Stranger Things universe. I have not watched any of Season 5. Do you have any idea what they possibly could be talking about? I mean, Season 5 is not even done yet. Oh, okay. This season is Season four. 4 that's up? Okay, that's why. Uh, no idea. So, uh, we'll see what... The, I mean, at first I thought that's kind of what they were doing in Season 3 when they started showing you the other kids besides Eleven. And then everybody hated that episode so much that he just completely abandoned that storyline. No, they, they oh they bring not. it back a little bit no. and some of the characters no, they're, and stuff. They're, they're definitely because there are so many characters, they have to parse them off in teams to go do stuff because they can't have them all together. No, 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 I get that, but I'm talking about you know how they told you Eleven's origin story with their sisters oh, and stuff. Oh, in that yeah, particular, yeah. That's they, the one that I'm talking they about. They touch on some of that a little bit, here but they don't bring any of the characters back. Kind of a thing. Not so far. Yeah. I don't think they're going to. It well, just didn't, well, it wasn't received well. I at guess, least none that. that we know about so in we'll, the previous. We'll seasons. see what ends up happening, but it, you should not be surprised that they're going to go back to that well, considering how. Hey, as successful. long as it's as good as what we've gotten from, I mean, what I would say four seasons of a TV show these days, it's pretty good stuff. Yeah, there's so, no complaints about how good Stranger Things is, and why not continue that? They haven't Games of Thrones it yet. No, no. But again, you know, it's it's difficult to say how this will do, because I believe that a big reason why Stranger Things is good is we are attached to a lot of the characters involved in that particular series, and this will be a whole new batch, because they, they went out of their way to say it's nobody that you know from Stranger Things, so there's that. Rocks. About 25 miles outside of Philadelphia is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. Uh, West Philadelphia, born and raised, if you will. West Philly. And we are going there to have a story that involves a young lady named Gloria Harple. And Gloria is 35. And police got some phone calls over the weekend to 911 because... There were several people in and around the area that were going, hey, I mean, like, I, we can't really be sure because, I mean, leggings are a thing, but it really seems like there is a woman that is wandering around without any pants on. Now, no pants? No pants. Pants? Gone. So police show up, and sure enough, when they go and find the 35-year-old Gloria Harple, she is naked from the waist down, and they found her kind of pacing back and forth on the street, rambling. Uh, so you can jump to conclusions and say, you know, there's probably some narcotics involved, but bath salts. Clearly, she doesn't have anything on her. You understand, <laughs> Jamie? Because she's not in her pocket. She's not wearing any pants. Correct. Uh, so police are like, "Hey, Gloria, why, why aren't you wearing any pants?" <laughs> And initially, she said that she had put her pants in a storm drain. And they couldn't get her to explain why, but apparently that's where the pants are. But then she changed her story, Big J, and she said that she originally put them in the storm drain because she saw a snake and then she watched a snake eat her pants. So the snake had eaten her pants, according to her story. She's in crazy land. Uh, The police report did state that... Uh, Miss Harple was, quote, sweating profusely and, quote, making nonsensical outbursts. Uh, she was arrested for indecent exposure, disorderly conduct, as well as public drunkenness. She was taken to the Montgomery County Jail on misdemeanor counts of all those things. So we'll see what ends up happening. But, Bad night. I mean, uh, uh, they didn't find the pants in whatever storm drain they said. So maybe a snake did eat them. I mean, am I using the term trouser snake wrong? Are there actually snakes that yes, eat yes, trousers? No. Okay. More likely, it was, it was Pennywise down on a storm drain. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Shapeshifting alien is a little bit more believable. I got it. Uh, but maybe they they went down the storm drain. Who knows? Or maybe you know she was wrong about where she left her pants or when she removed them. I'm guessing she left her house with pants. I don't know. But 
Just a reminder to everybody, keep your pants on. That's the best way to attack any situation. Therefore, you don't get arrested for decent exposure or otherwise. And I'm probably guessing the snake didn't eat pants, right? No. There is no snake pants eating snake anywhere. I would say for a regular, uh, you know, kind of snake that you'd run into here in uh, the wild in North America, I don't really think they would eat a whole pair of pants and be okay. You know, you're, you're talking like you need like a Florida Burmese python or something really big. Okay. Well, that is the United States. Uh, no, I know, our... but I mean in in a general yes. safe You're area. Right. Not not in the in the Everglades of the damn Florida that's barely Yes. There's a difference between those envi- that environment and uh, 25 miles outside of Philadelphia. Yes. You're absolutely correct. And probably no snake is going to eat pants anyway. They'll probably go, hey, what's this? This isn't what I thought it was. <laughs> no good. No this thanks. This isn't showing up in my infrared vision. Do snakes see infrared? Yes. Morning after with Nick and... Bi- like the predator? Pretty much. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, we'll give you some details about how maybe, just maybe, you can help us find another band for X-Fest 22. It's on the way here on the X-Rocks. <laughs> By now, we hope you know that coming up on August the 21st is a little thing called X-Fest 22 at the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater. It is all presented by Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, and it's going to be awesome. We know that Papa Roach is going to be there. We know that Falling in Reverse is going to be there, Hollywood Undead, Bad Wolves, and we've always promised you and more. And today we will give you the details of the and more side of things. But first, a thank you, guys. Uh, I mean, it's no joke. We, We keep track of this stuff, and... And we certainly appreciate your support. We were told that this is the best on-sale X-Fest has ever had, the most tickets sold for it in advance, which is fantastic. So we know that you're excited for X-Fest to return for the first time in six years. And you know that we make a big deal about it, and we are going to have a good time at it, and that is going to continue. But we always want to make sure that X-Fest has something that actually makes it X-Fest. You know what I mean? Something that differentiates it from the other shows on the tour that has a little bit of flavor that makes it our own very show, which is what we're planning on doing. And the X has always had, at least uh, for since my time here, and I even believe before that, has a really great relationship with a lot of the local bands here in town. It is a big part of the recipe of this radio station, exclusive free X shows, free local shows. The things that we have done has always tried to have a bit of a local flavor to it because we've always said the local rock scene here is fantastic we take care of each other we support each other you support that and we deserve and should as a local radio station support that music as well not just play it every once in a while but play it the best we can that's why there's the local music spotlight every single day that's why we do exclusive that's why we make we we make a point to make sure that local music is represented on this station and we want to do it again for x-fest 2022 so what we're gonna do it's been a while but we did this the last time around as well if you remember for x-fest 2016 we had a battle of the bands and that is going to continue in the year 2022 we have secured the revolution center for july 29th that is about a month away from where we are today it is a friday night and that is where we are going to have the x-fest battle of the bands we are going to pick uh five bands to play for you that evening and uh, much like this radio station, which is curated by your opinions, that's who's going to get a chance to open up the show for X-Fest 2022. It's going to be up to you. Uh, basically, as you enter the Rev Center, we are going to give you a voting ticket that you can put in the box of the band that corresponds to the which one you would like to see open up X-Fest. And at the end of the night, we will tabulate those votes. And the band that has the most actual votes for it will be the one that opens up X-Fest. Yeah, it's not like we want to pit friends. No, no, and, it's and not people what it's about. against each other. It sucks. I mean, uh, coming from somebody who hosted a show that dealt specifically with the local music here in town, exclusive, and now Randy's doing it. I mean, it's tough because we have friends who are in these bands, and uh, you know, it's 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 just it's it's a difficult way to do it but it has to be done like sure. like it's just it wouldn't be cool i don't think if if we got together and said you know what this band's gonna open up that's not fair exactly and we want to do everything we've done here is to make it as fair as possible to find the best band that 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 the fans 
uh, people who want to see live music want to see be there. That's the whole point of this. Exactly. We want to give a band a chance to share a stage with some great, great, ridiculous bands at an outside festival. I mean, it's a cool chance for the band. Hopefully, it's a great chance for fans to see them and their family to see them on a stage like that. And hopefully, it is something that they will remember. I mean, we've had plenty of talks with bands that have had the right to open up X-Fest in the past, and they all remember it positively, and it's a fun thing. Yeah, sometimes it's borderline positive. Uh, <laughs> as, you know, there's been some 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 bummers that, that mistakes were made, and, and, and in some cases, a band started to play, uh, had to start playing before anybody was able to be there. Right. But the plus side of that was like a bunch of the bands that were on that bill were there watching them. Yeah. So that kind of made up for the fact that I distinctly remember up. Drowning Pool yeah. being front yeah. of the rail as they were playing, which was amazing. And so, yes, uh, and not everything is perfect, but we hope to have all those details worked out this time around for sure. Uh, but the idea is if you have a band, a local band that you know and think wants to open up X-Fest this year, uh, we are opening up submissions for the next week and a half or so. Uh, you will soon, uh, we will post a link that's going to be up on the X-Rock website to our social medias that you can go to and basically nominate your band. And that's where we're going to pick the five from that will play at the Rev Center on the 29th. The catches are you have to be available to play on uh, July the 29th, of course, as well as August 21st, because those are the two dates that we are going to need you to perform in order to pull that off. And then every band that gets selected will get 400 tickets. They can disperse how they want. That way, each band has the same amount. And then everybody else that shows up will also have a vote. So you can get as many people as you want to go, or you can give out all your tickets, however you want to handle it. But just know we're trying to make this as fair as possible and to make sure that it is the voice and the votes of the people that get to tell us who gets to play X-Fest 22. So it's the X-Fest 22 Battle of the Bands. Keep an eye out for it on our socials as well as xrock.com because it will be happening on July 29th at the Rev Center, and we are going to have some fun doing it, and we need your help finding a band, so let's go. Stuff. What's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. They say the line in a little movie called The Wizard of Oz, Big J. Maybe you've heard of it. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Yay. But when it comes to getting a good night's sleep, apparently that's not true. A new poll found out that more than two-thirds of United States adults, 68%, say they get better sleep when they are not at home on vacation. Oh, boy. Additionally, the survey of about 20,000 adults said an even greater 75% say they wake up feeling more refreshed than usual when they're vacationing. Now, that's kind of what vacations are supposed to do. So that's a good thing, I feel like. But maybe, you know, it's there's a lot more going on besides just, you know, your bed when you are sleeping at home. Stress levels are up. Work is a part of the thing. Vacation takes some of that stuff away which may lead you to sleep better, which, of course, is kind of what vacations are supposed to do. So I guess they're doing their job, right? No, oh, I sleep like crap on vacation. Well, it's interesting because 65% say that while they do sleep better on vacation, they about, about three days in, they really start to miss their own bed after being away for three nights. So that's when they're like, man, I just want to sleep my own bed. When asked about what the best parts of sleeping away from home are, 43% said the smell of clean sheets because they never get that at home, which is kind of on you guys. That's on you, yeah. 41% say the mattress is better. 39% saying being able to just sleep in and sleep late without an alarm makes things better. However, many people still follow their bedtime rituals when they're on vacation. Do you do that, Big J? God, no. You don't. Maybe that's why you don't sleep well. Well, okay, but if I go on a week's vacation, I don't want to get up at 4 a.m. I don't want to go to bed at 9 p.m. I get it. I understand. So, no. But that's going to impact your overall sleep, I feel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's why you don't sleep very well on your vacation. Uh, it also should understand... No, I'm damned. <laughs> I'm, I'm the damned over here. All right. Uh, they say that uh, it also when they're on vacation, they do other rituals that they don't do at home, like uh, have a white noise machine or uh, exercise more or even bring a special pillow that helps them sleep a little bit more. So uh, vacations do their job. We all sleep better, apparently, when you're on vacation. Now, Grant, that's 68%. So you are part of the, you know, 30-plus percent, Big J, that sleep better at home no matter what the situation is. Yeah. So it certainly happens no matter what. 
Avs are your Stanley Cup champions. They beat the Lightning 2-1 to last night in Game 6. That means they win the series four games to two. Congrats to the Avs. It's their first championship since 2001, their third overall in franchise history. Kale Maker was the actual Con Smythe Trophy winner as the playoffs MVP. He had 29 points for the Avs in its run. Well, there was a big brawl in baseball yesterday. Six players and both managers were ejected when the Angels and the Mariners got into it yesterday. It began after Andrew Wants threw a pitch behind Julio Rodriguez's head in the first inning and then hit Jesse Winkler in the hip to start the second, all of which came after a fastball was thrown close to Angels' Mike Trout's head in the night before, and so there's a bunch of retaliation, etc., etc. So then the brawls, uh, the dugout's empty, and everybody starts throwing haymakers. Game had to be delayed about 18 minutes by the brawl, uh, which Wants, Winkler, Rodriguez were among those thrown out. Uh, Wants insisted he hadn't been throwing at the Mariners players, but that's probably tough to defend considering the evidence. So there was, I imagine, some suspensions will be handed down here today for the brouhaha that happened yesterday. And listen, it's a tale as old as time. We've all been there, Big J. I mean, I, I imagine you probably might even been a little bit younger than 10 years old. But uh, I'm sure at one point you got into your dad's Lamborghini and then got into a little fender bender, right? Yeah, yeah. All of us. That's, happened to all of us. That's what happened uh, to Ben Affleck's 10-year-old son, Sam. Uh, he got into a little fender bender on Sunday. Apparently, uh, he was hanging out at a car luxury car dealership in L.A. Uh, ben let uh, Sam get behind the wheel of a yellow Lamborghini. Oh. The engine was running. The car was accidentally put in reverse. And it made contact with a white BMW. Uh, of course, then everybody got out to make sure everything was okay. Run! Run, kid! Uh, the Apparently, there was the, the dealership did not charge the Aflax for the damage. So, again, it's nice to Damn. be a celebrity. Everybody is okay. There were no injuries. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Moreover, they're probably like, like they probably have an account there. You know, that's probably where they buy their cars. Yeah, yeah they're probably like, don't worry about that, Mr. F. Like, we got you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm sure if it was you or I, uh, we would have to file for bankruptcy after whatever happened, no matter how fast they were we, going. We, we wouldn't be allowed to go into the no. store. Luxury 777 would say, get out of our Yeah, store. there's like a scanner that when you walk in, it's like, this person's not rich. Yeah, it, 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 like somehow it scans the chip on your debit card and goes, yeah, you don't have enough money to be here. Get out. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. <laughs> Pop Culture Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and we've got some tickets for you. Show happening tomorrow at the Fort Idaho Center Amphitheater. Get outside. Enjoy a beautiful summer day and take in some music. We'll do it for you for free. All you need to do is beat Nick here in Pop Culture Smackdown. Uh, probably should tell you who's playing. That'd be Dirty Heads. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Dirty Heads. Sorry. <laughs> if you want to go, it's 208-287-1003. That's the number. The contest is Pop Culture Smackdown. Big J's got some questions, I hope. Yeah. Let's see if we can get some answers. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? Yep. All right, you're up first, man. Good luck. What magic duo performed at the Mirage Casino in Las Vegas from 1990 until 2003? Uh, Siegfried and Roy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know why that's a laughing matter, but Siegfried and Roy. Probably the way they died. Nick, <laughs> who played P.T. Barnum in the 2017 movie The Greatest Showman? Uh, Hugh Jackman. That's right. Right. That's right. Which Sesame Street Muppet was tickled with laughter and became the must-have toy of Christmas in 1996? Elmo. Right. Elmo is correct. Nick, the Borg Warder Trophy is presented to the winner of which automobile race? Which one is it? The Borg Warner Trophy. The Borg Warner Borg, Trophy. Borg. Borg. B-O-G? Okay. The Borg Warner. That trophy. sounds like a foreign first name to me. Um, so I'm going to say automobile race, you said? Yes. Um, how about the 24 Hours of Le Mans? No, no. I, I that was wrong. You know what? You were on the right track, dude. Is it a Formula One race or something? Yes, Indy Five Hundred. Oh, that's not well. That's an Indy car race, right? But Indy Five Hundred. Right. That was what I was leaning towards until I heard the name again, and then I'm like, it sounds like it's something that might take place over in Europe. But uh, well done, my friend. Dirty Heads tickets are yours. Hang on just one second, and we'll make sure you're all set and good to go for that show tomorrow night. And we will do some headlines. Those are happening next on the X Rocks. <laughs>
time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Oh Crab Seafood in Boise. Headlines are as follows. Man, this is a Wendy's. Bunch of freaking donkeys and you shall not pass. You shall not pass! A Vermont man is under arrest after police say he tried to attack police officers with an excavator. Dashcam footage shows the police trying to arrest 24-year-old Brandon Tallman, who was wanted on assault and burglary charges, when his mother ran out and tried to pull her son away from officers as they attempted to slap the cuffs on him. Then the man's father showed up at the scene in a damn excavator and attempted to assault the officers with actual construction equipment, Big J. The footage is bananas. Ultimately, the police did arrest all three of them. There were no injuries somehow, but yeah, the dude was like taking the excavator and like trying to grab the officers. It was really weird. It was very strange. And unfortunately, I guess for him, it did not work. And now everybody's in jail. So the family that goes to jail together, Big Jam guessing, probably sticks together, right? Yeah. I mean, they were sticking together at that part, although uh, pretty dumbly. So I'm sure they'll go to jail for a long, long time. Man, this is a Wendy's or a bunch of freaking donkeys? Bunch <laughs> Freaking donkeys. A group of teens are now banned from all of Gordon Ramsay's restaurants in the world, Big J, because there is footage of them stealing from the bottomless pizza restaurant and it surfaced online. The Camden teens ate some pizza and then snuck slices into their bags. One of the teens claims that they are broke students and were trying to take advantage of the bottomless deal. While they did get away with it, the teens then uploaded the the videos to social media and bragged about the fact that they stole pizza from Gordon Ramsay. They were discovered, and so Gordon has issued the worldwide ban on these teenagers, and I'm sure dropped some expletives. And because donkeys is one of his favorite uh, things to call somebody, he probably called them that as well. Hee-haw! Do not steal from Gordon Ramsay. He will bring hell upon you. Yeah. Or at least you won't be able to eat at any of his restaurants. Although, I almost did in Vegas once eat at a Gordon Ramsay restaurant, but I never ended up going. Have you ever eaten at one of his restaurants? No. Have you ever eaten at a celebrity chef's restaurant, period? No, I have not. Weird. That would seem like a very big J thing to do. Are you just not in places where they have them? Is that what right? It is? Yeah. Okay. Well, when you're in Vegas next time, make it happen. Wrap it up with, ma'am, this is a Wendy's. Deputies arrested Shania Tillman in Florida after she had a meltdown at a Wendy's. Apparently, she was not happy with her drive through order, claiming that there were not enough fries in her bag. So, uh, apparently, she entered the Wendy's, started arguing with the employees, and then was throwing her food at them. As the employees tried to settle her down, she ended up biting the finger of a female Wendy's worker drawing blood. So, that's never good, Big J. So she must have really been hungry and one of those fries. She's going after people's fingies. She's yeah. also accused of spitting in a police officer's face, which is never a good no. move either. That's and assault, so brother. That is uh, on top of the problem that she had at the Wendy's already. So there were some bad things happening. Again, I know that it's frustrating to get, like, you know, what you feel is ripped off at a drive through but there's still, like, some semblance of humanity that we have to involve in all no, this no. stuff. I mean, you can't go from zero to biting somebody's finger because you don't have enough fries in your bag. That seem, You seem crazy in that instance. There is no reasonable explanation as to why you flip out. I mean, I'm sorry. I get that you're upset. I understand things are expensive and you want your food. But, you know, I am highly doubt that that was done on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mistakes do happen. We all screw up at our jobs. It's just the management of how big that mistake is and was it done with malice intent. And I'm guessing if you don't get enough fries to the Wendy's drive-thru, they weren't trying to screw you over. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. That is Fozzie. I still burn here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And how does it feel, Big J, to be ahead of the curve? It uh, feels pretty good. Feels pretty good. Uh, recently, a CNN business reports here had uh, detailed something that's interesting that's happening in the world of uh, big chain retail uh, stuff. Target, Walmart, Gap, American Eagle Outfitters, and uh, a few others uh, have recently, in their earnings reports, uh, cited the fact that they uh, have too much product coming in returns nick 
Uh, so it's very easy to return things these days, and they're seeing some uh, some problems with that. And the fact that uh, that inventory that's coming in is just uh, it's creating havoc, and it's costing more money to have that inventory than not have it. Mm -hmm. And so what they've been doing or considering is letting people keep the stuff that they want to return and still get the refund. Uh, and so I, this has happened to us a couple times uh, and, and I, a few weeks ago, well, maybe even a couple months ago, uh, the wife went out and bought this uh, this this item at, um, at a big box store and they're like, hey, uh, we thought that this would fit. And, and she is like... She buys stuff constantly and returns it, I don't know, 60% of the time. <laughs> so this happens to us quite a bit. So this is why I know about this, is that we got to keep that item and they sent us a new one. And I'm like, wait, why? Why are we keeping this? And they're like, well, because they didn't want it. They said, just keep it. So when, when she purchased it, did she go to the store to buy it? Yes. Then when she returned it, did she attempt to take it back to the store? Called or? to do to to see, hey, is there a, you know, do you have another item that that fits the bill, right? Like there were different sizes. Okay. And that's where they told her they go, you know what, keep that item and just we'll send you another one. So how? So they sent. So as opposed, they did send you one. Then you yes. didn't have to go to yes. the store. Yes. I was gonna say, how did they pull up your account or know? How did they issue the refund if well, you didn't go back in? Because we used our Home Depot card. I see. Okay. So well, that's how they were able the to track well, it. Whoops. Well, I mean, it's it's one of those deals where, like, I know with Amazon, I've had that situation where I was like, oh, this isn't gonna work. I need to return it, and they and you can notify them via their thing and they can pull up your account and go keep what you have we will just issue a monetary refund to your card and that's how it's happened not to everything but to some things in the past and i was wondering like how you would do that for things that you had purchased or how would you have proof that you purchased it i'm guessing it's not for all items i'm no, guessing it's no. for certain items but the problem that they're trying to figure out how to figure out here with this is that um how do you how do you root out fraud? Because right. it would be pretty easy for someone to buy something and be like, oh, I don't want it, but you really do. And right. then you resale that, that sort of thing. There's a lot of uh, possibility taking advantage of that situation. Yeah, that they're not going to do this out. with the 72-inch TV that you buy, I guess is my point. They're not going to go, yeah, keep the TV. <laughs> they're going to say, bring that huge, gigantic, cute, big money item back. But we'll see what ends up happening and how long this lasts, because uh, I'm guessing you're right. The fraud thing is going to be tough to figure out, well, especially right now with with the or the you know the supply chain issues that they're having, uh, and with transportation and all of that sort of stuff. Getting it log jammed with stuff that they're trying to return isn't the answer. So. Yeah, they need as much space as they can get right now. Yeah. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up, we got your bad impressions. That finds itself next on the X-Rocks. X. Bad impressions brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore. Treasure Valley Subaru will hook you up with tickets to the Dirty Heads. Tomorrow, going to be taking place the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater. It's going to be a beautiful day. It's going to be awesome to be outside and enjoy some music and have a good time. We'll get you those tickets for free if you can figure out bad impressions. Only catch is you got to be able to swing by either today or tomorrow to pick these up because the show is, as Big J mentioned, tomorrow. We don't want them to go to waste. But if that falls in your schedule, 208-287-1003, you can play a game called Bad Impressions, which works thusly. Big J has three clues. They revolve around somebody famous. Figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less, and you could be concert bound tomorrow night. Hello, The X. What's up? How you doing, buddy? What's your name? My name's Josh. All right, Josh, you're up first. Good luck. I went from being a drummer in one band that reached an amazing pinnacle to fronting another band, which is pretty popular. Uh, next. I've now got to do some really cool directing in all documentaries like Sound City and Sonic Highways. Uh, next. I'm the lead singer for the Foo Fighters. Gosh, I always get his last name. Dave, Cur Dave Carell. I mean, I know who you're talking about, so I'm gonna give God. it to you. It's yeah. not Corell, it's it's Grohl. Grohl. I always mess his last name up. I know I knew who he was from the first one. I always messed his last name up though. Well, it, it was good enough. Big J gave it to you, so you're gonna go to the Dirty Heads tomorrow. Hang on, Josh. We'll get some info from you. Make sure you're all set and good to go for that. Uh, why is Dave Corell in the news? 
Indeed. Well, uh, we kind of got an idea of what things are looking like here uh, post Taylor Hawkins, unfortunately. Uh, and uh, the Dave Grohl getting out and doing things. Uh, he, uh, along with Bruce Springsteen, uh, uh, welcomed Paul McCartney on stage. Well, Paul McCartney welcomed Bruce Springsteen and Dave Grohl on stage during uh, his first appearance at England's Glastonbury Festival in 18 years. So uh, it was a big deal. And uh, Dave came out and uh, put on a live performance uh, along with... Uh, um, Mr. Bruce Springsteen and Paul McCartney with uh, a couple Beatles songs. Uh, I saw her standing there, and then a Wings classic band on the run. Makes sense. So. Of course, he and Dave had worked together on Sonic Highways, and yeah. they know each other very closely. It also, I didn't know if it was an actual tattoo or just something that he had kind of written, but he definitely had a T on his hand. You know, he showed it off to the crowd, so oh. I don't know if that was... It was clearly sure a tribute to Tyler, but I don't I'm know a, if it was gonna, a permanent tattoo or something else. I don't think he would just... That's, no. that's a that's a permanent tattoo. But for sure. so of course, and later on, uh, I guess tickets are on sale. If they didn't sell out the England episode, this side of things, they've got the Taylor Hawkins memorial shows coming up in September as well. So they will be back on the stage soon enough too. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. <laughs> And as the latest from Corn, it is called Worst is on Its Way. And that's how we're going to wrap up the morning after with Nick and Big J today. Got a mustache badass courtesy of our friend Burt Reynolds. Big J added him to the annals of history on the show, which is very good. Also had a chance to break down the X-Fest 22 Battle of the Bands, just coming up July 29th at the Rev Center. If you're a local band that wants to try to open up for X-Fest, we are going to host a Battle of the Bands on the 29th at the Rev Center, and you can enter very soon on xrock.com. We'll be posting that link on our socials as well so that you can get an idea as to how you can get into it. And... We found out that snakes do not eat pants, Big J. So it was a very educational day here on the morning after. And that leaves you with the floor. Yeah, Chris Pratt. Uh, he has uh, got a busy summer, man. Uh, Jurassic Park Dominion out. Uh, Terminal is coming up here in a couple days. Uh, but he wanted to take some time out and take his son Jack. They're going to go on a, uh, a camping trip, Nick. And uh, he was discussing this with Jason Bateman on the Smartless podcast. And uh, he uh, he's part of the thing is he's going to he's going to show. Uh, his son Jack some coming of age movies okay and he's made a list and his list is a pretty good one man Rambo First Blood Dumb and Dumber White Fang Pee Wee's Big Adventure Rudy Toy Soldiers Red Dawn Bloodsport Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon Monty Python and the Holy Grail and then uh Jason Bateman was like, you got to add taps to this. And I'm like, that's a little dark, but uh, I get it. And then, and then Stand By Me not on this list as well. I just want to prepare him. This isn't going to go the way he thinks. No. Well, first of all, that's a lot of movies for a camping trip. Well, it's probably a lengthy. <laughs> it has trip. to be. If you're, well, How many is that? Uh, it's at least 10, okay. 15, 15. That's a lot of movies yeah. for a camp. I mean, like that's, I mean, when are you going to actually do camping stuff? Uh, I don't know. All I know is that Jack, uh, his son, is not going to be as interested in these movies as Chris hopes that he is. <laughs> some of them, anyway. As someone who, from experience, uh, I just, you know, and then you start to question <laughs> your love of something when you see your kids be like, this is dumb. But also, I mean, nostalgia is a yeah. very big thing. Yeah. My real question is, which version of Red Dawn does he play? The one with his oh, friend no, does, that's no, in it? No, or he does the original, the original one. one. Yeah, okay. Because, I mean, he is friends with Chris Hemsworth. That, I yeah. mean, he yeah. did redo that one. Yeah, but nobody... Listen, sh- stop it. No, Nobody thinks of the new no, latest version of Red Dawn Supporting your friends is a real thing. Yeah. And, yeah, true, you know, but... being supportive of their work. And listen, if that movie is not as good as the original, of course, but it ain't Chris Hemsworth's fault. Yeah, no. he uh, He'll support Love and Thunder by being in it. Yes, of course. That makes sense. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That is it for us. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by O'Crab and Boise. Jason Drew's up next. You guys have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, idahoadvocates.com.